and welcome back to the Word Encounter. Uh, we're in Deuteronomy. I think we're going to wrap Deuteronomy up today. Um, and in chapter 29. Uh, let's drop uh, down to verse 17. Uh, in the beginnings of 29, Moses is reviewing the covenant. And then it says in verse 17, You saw their abhorrent images and idols made of wood, stone, silver, and gold, which were among them. This is, he's talking about when the people were uh, uh, going through um, in the wilderness and as they were conquering uh, some armies that came out against them. Moses is telling them that you saw as you went through their lands, the wood, stone, silver, and gold, which were among them. Verse 18, be sure there is no man, woman, clan, or tribe among you today whose heart turns away from the Lord your God to go to worship the gods of those nations. And so he's warning them, when you go over into the promised land, don't do this as you conquer these nations. However, in verse 19, it says, When someone hears the words of this oath, he may consider himself exempt, thinking, I will have peace even though I follow my own stubborn heart. <laughs> this is what we do today. You know, we, we, we think rules apply to everybody else, but not to us. And so he says, I will have peace even though I follow my own stubborn heart. This will lead to the destruction of the well-watered land as well as the dry land. Verse 20, the Lord will not be willing to forgive him. Instead, his anger and jealousy will burn against that person, and every curse written in this scroll will descend on him. So the Lord is saying, look, you can think that you can do things on your own and, and that I don't see it and that there will be no, um, no, no payment for your disobedience, but this isn't true. And this is what we think a lot today. We can do whatever we want to do, and we think that there are no consequences. Well, there may not be any immediate consequences, but there will be consequences. You can be assured of that. In chapter 30, uh, it goes on, um, and it says, When all these things happen to you, so Moses has, has told, told them essentially, even though I'm warning you about all of these things, you're still going to disobey. You're still going to turn from the Lord. And so in chapter 30, he says, when all these things happen to you, the blessings and curses I have set before you, you will come to your senses while you are, are uh, in all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you. And you and your children, uh, and you and your children, uh, wait a minute, verse two, and you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and your soul by doing everything I am commanding today. Then he will restore your fortunes, have compassion on you, and gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. And so he's saying <clears throat> that when all these things happen to you, the blessings and curses and whatnot, you can still get in the good graces with the Lord. All you have to do is you and your children turn to him and he will have compassion on you and return your fortunes. In verse 11, Moses says, this is the command that I give you today. This command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. And so he's telling the people, look, I'm giving you these rules and regulations that the Lord gave to me, but they're not too difficult. You know, you don't have to you don't have to cross the sea, you know, to go across the sea and, and, and get it and, 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 and go here or go there. It's right here. It says in verse 14, but the message is very near you. You don't have to go find it. It's very near you. 
in your mouth and in your heart so that you may follow it. Verse 15, see today that I have set before you uh, life and prosperity, death and adversity. And so he said, I've set before you the options. I've set before you what you can choose. It's on you. In verse 19 of chapter 30, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him, for he is your life and he will prolong your days as you live in the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's telling them, he says, look, you have the choice. You have free will choice. Choose life. Please choose life. He was almost pleading with them. You know? In chapter 31, then Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel, saying, I am now 120 years old. I can no longer act as your leader. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God is the one who will cross ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and, and, uh, and you will drive them out. Joshua is the one who will cross ahead of you, as the Lord has said. So he's telling people, I'm old. I'm not going with you. Don't be afraid. The Lord will go with you. He will go ahead of you, and Joshua will be your leader. In verse 6, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Moses then summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you will go with this people into the land the Lord swore to give to your fathers. You will enable them to take possession of it. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. And so Moses is just pleading with him. He's, he's trying to instill confidence in them. He's trying to instill courage in them. He said, don't worry. Don't worry. He, what he's trying to do is to get them to understand, believe, and trust the Lord the way he does. That's essentially what he's trying to do here. And we go on to verse 14. The Lord said to Moses, The time of your death is now approaching. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting so that I may commission him. So that I may commission him. When Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tent of meeting, the Lord appeared at the tent in the pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood at the entrance to the tent. Verse 16. The Lord said to Moses, you are about to rest with your fathers, and these people will soon prostitute themselves with the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will abandon me and break the covenant I have made with them. So he's telling them, he's, 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 he's prophesying to Moses, he's telling them what's going to happen. Even though you've done this work, this is what these people are going to do. In verse 19, therefore write down this song for yourselves and teach it to the Israelites. Have them sing it so that this song may be a witness for me against the Israelites. And so he's telling Moses, I'm going to give you a song, write down these words. Now, when, when things are in, in, in song form, and this is why jingles are so powerful in commercials, I can remember jingles from the early 70s, you know, and that's, that's a good, you know, 50 years ago. They're just stuck in my head. And so when you, I can remember songs from this era. I hear a song come on the radio or, 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 or online or something, and I immediately know the words, just like that, even though I probably haven't sung it in 20, 30 years. And so song is very powerful. You know, when it's combined with music, it stays with you. And so he's telling Moses, write down the lyrics of this song and give it to the people so that they won't essentially forget me. <clears throat> and so... 
And so this is what Moses does. And he says, um, um, if we go to, uh, let's go to, let's go to verse 26. And it says, uh, take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God so that it may remain there as a witness against you. For I know how rebe rebellious and stiff-necked you are. If you are rebelling against the Lord now while, I'm, while I am still alive, how much more will you rebel after I am dead? In verse 29, for I know that after my death you will uh, become completely corrupt and turn from the path I have commanded you. Disaster will come to you in the future because you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight, angering him with what your hands have made. Then Moses recited aloud every single word of the song to the entire assembly of Israel. So then he recites all the words to the song. And so I highly encourage you to go over the words of the song in chapter 32 of Deuteronomy. Um, it's a fairly lengthy song, has a lot of lyrics. It, it recounts uh, the things the Israelites went through while they were wandering in the wilderness. It recounts their disobedience. It recounts their blessings. It just recounts a lot of things in song, in song form so that they will remember, so that generations to come who did not experience any of this stuff will know and remember. And that was the purpose of the whole song. So read chapter 32. It's Like I said, it's a pretty length, lengthy lyrical expression. Um, and then it goes on, if we go to um, uh, verse uh, 47, and Moses is telling the people, um, says, well, verse 45, after Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, take to heart all these words that I'm giving you as a warning to you today, so that you may command your children to follow all the words of this law carefully. 47, do not, for they are not meaningless words to you, but they are your life. And by them, you will live long uh, in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. And then we go on to verse 48. On that same day, the Lord spoke to Moses, go up to Mount Nebo in the Abarim range in the land of Moab across from Jericho and view the land of Canaan. I am giving the Israelites as a possession. Then you will die on the mountain that you go up to and you will be gathered to your people just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. And so... The Lord is telling Moses, okay, it's time for you to gather with your people, so go up to this mount. <clears throat> Before Moses went up to the mount, this is the blessing in chapter 33. This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, gave to the Israelites before his death. And so <clears throat> in chapter 33, he goes through the different tribes of Israel to Reuben. Uh, uh, he goes to Judah. He goes to um, you know, uh, all of the tribes. And he, he essentially tells them, he's, he's essentially prophesying to them. He's telling them, you know, what's going to happen with them and so on and so forth. And so he, um, he goes and he blesses them all. And then we see in verse, uh, or excuse me, in chapter 34, then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo to the top of Pisgah, uh, which faces Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land. So he went up, and the Lord showed him all the land that the people were going to go into and possess. And then in verse 5, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there um, in the land of Moab, according to the Lord's word. Uh, verse 6, He buried him, he buried him in the valley. 
in the land of Moab, facing Beth Peor, and no one to this day knows where his grave is. So we see first in verse uh, 1, then Moses went up uh, from the plains of, from the plains of Moab uh, to Mount Nebo. He went up along. Moses has done all the stuff for the people, leading them, and he went up along. But we see in verse 6, it says, He buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, facing, facing Beth Peor, and no one to this day knows where his grave is. It says, He buried him in the valley. Who's he? God buried Moses. To my knowledge, Moses is the only one that God himself buried. Wow. Then we see in verse 9. Oh, no. Let me, let me go back up. Uh, in verse 7, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not weak, and his vitality had not left him. He did not die an old, feeble man. He died in his right mind at 120 years old in full vitality. Man, that is what I desire for myself. In my right mind, in full vitality, at a ripe old age. In verse 9, Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. No prophet has arisen again in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Just think of that as an epitaph. This is my servant who I knew face to face. What more, what greater honor can be bestowed on somebody than that? And with that, we are finished with the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. I feel like celebrating, <laughs> you know, we got through this. And, uh, and so it's been an awesome read thus far. And um, we're going to continue tomorrow and start in the book of Joshua. And so we will see you for the next episode. Bye-bye now.